Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. We just finished up the Gospel of Matthew in Text Talk. Matthew, Matthew. And today we are launching into. Into, 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 into. I was waiting for it. Oh, sorry. The book of Galatians. Galatians, Galatians, Galatians. Uh, we are really excited about this. Uh, I tell you what, I, I love the book of Galatians. It's something that we did a, a preaching series on a year or two ago. Um, I just uh, got done teaching a class on it at, at Livingston, actually. I was thinking, you know, there's probably about 30 or 40 people listening to text talk saying, 20, sounds familiar. 2022 is the year of Galatians. Well, and it's only March. <laughs> well, how about that? Of course, what we never do is do anything in our Bible classes connected to our Bible reading plan. So I don't know why anybody would be why would we be surprised why, by why this? Why would we be doing that? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I do just want to say, yeah, to waste a whole lot of time. But no, no, this is not wasting. You know, we've had this two, is warming two years of COVID. And then a couple of years before that, we did that series on Galatians. It's actually been a while. Is it really? Yeah, it's been like four four years. I guess it, I was reading over all that stuff again, because like I said, I just got done teaching a class yeah. on it. Well, let's jump into Galatians yeah, 1. Absolutely. I'm going to read verses 1 through 9 from the English Standard Version. Galatians 1, 1 through 9. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me, to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. So as we begin this short letter of Galatians, maybe just at the outset, we got to identify a couple of things, you know, a couple of introductory matters. Okay. All right. So Galatia is actually a province of Rome. These are multiple different churches, right, right yeah. that this letter is being written to. And so the purpose is encyclical, right? The idea is it'll go around to all of these. They'd copy it, have their own copy, and then pass it on to the next. But this is this is open mail. All yes. of the Christians are supposed to be getting, or open letter, I should say. All the Christians are supposed to be reading this and, and learning from it. It's supposed to be being passed from congregation to congregation. In fact, this one, unlike uh, the letter to the Corinthians that talks about being written to the church in Corinth, mm-hmm. the singular congregation, this is to the churches of Galatia, the region, as you point out. It'd be like the, rather than the church in whatever city, it's the churches yeah. of Florida. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so that's good to know, uh, which gives us a perspective that the issues that Paul is writing about here uh, are, are some far-spread issues, mm-hmm. okay? And we've already picked up in today's reading that there's a corrective tone about this letter, uh, that uh, the gospel... Some are changing it, and he's going to protect it. He's going to clarify it, and he's going to answer those who would distort the gospel. So my opinion, and let me just ask you real quick as we start these conversations, there's a lot of uh, debate and disagreement about when this letter was written Mm -hmm. and what missionary journey. 
and I don't necessarily want us to spend a whole lot of time debating that, but I, I just want to see where you are on this. I take this as written after that first missionary journey. We see Paul go through those churches in Asia Minor and Galatia, mm-hmm. Lystra, Iconium, in Acts 13 and Acts 14. And after that trip, he's writing to those churches, mainly in the southern Galatian region, not not later. Yeah. Is, are you, is that where you are on this? No, I'm with that completely. I think that makes the best sense with the unfolding of church history as we're given in Luke, with the understanding that Galatia did have a northern region and a southern region. And you begin to study in Acts 13 and 14, the first missionary journey, that's where Paul and Barnabas went, was that southern region of Galatia. Established all kinds of churches there. And so it makes the most sense that the first recipients of this letter are going to be those very same churches. So Antioch of Pisidia would be one of those congregations. Mm-hmm. Lystra, Derby, yeah. right? Yeah, those kinds of places. That, that that is going to affect the tone of of our conversation about this, as far as what the purpose and the meaning yeah, of the letter exactly. is. Exactly. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I thought we were on the same page on that, but I wanted to make sure before we started talking that uh, that we could get there. Well, that recognizing that though, I think really ties into what I wanted to talk about today. I think that that um, Paul has a theme. Mm-hmm. in Galatians. And and basically the theme is just very simply that God has only one rescuing gospel and those who distort it are cursed. Uh, that sounds like a good summation, particularly from what you read this morning, yeah. verses six through eight. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's only one, one rescuing gospel, gospel mm-hmm. and those who distort it are cursed. One of the reasons I have become convinced that Galatians is following that first missionary journey is because Part of what I see, especially here in these first verses, is that the gospel that he presents in this letter is just almost point by point found in the preaching in Acts 13 and 14. When Paul's sermon is recorded for us in Acts 13 and 14, when that makes a lot of sense. When Paul's going through that missionary journey and the things that he says about the gospel, and now he's writing to them because somebody's come along behind and given them a different gospel, mm-hmm. possibly even saying that, hey, Paul's changed his mind. Mm-hmm. Paul, I, I, I think it's that possible. That would be perhaps a tactic. Yeah. Right? I think it's possible that these, what we call Judaizing teachers, have come in. And you know what? Just saying that word. I know you've done some study on that. Let's just, just fill me in on what is a Judaizing teacher. Well, okay. So if you read all of the book of Galatians, which we haven't done yet this morning, <laughs> yeah. by the end of it, we get the picture that the particular twisting of the gospel or error that's being addressed here is that there were Jewish believers who were teaching that in order to properly observe the gospel and be a Christian, you needed to observe the Torah or observe the law of Moses, which included circumcision, which included uh, the the laws about clean and unclean and separation of the world and, and all such as this. I kind of summarize that with the expression, and it's not unique to me, I read this, but Torah observance, mm. right? That the actual gospel is... Yes, there is Jesus, his death, and his resurrection, but for you to respond to it and live appropriately as a Christian, you must be Torah observant. So that's Judaizing, when a Gentile person uh, adopts and practices all the law of Moses, all the law of the Jews. And so Judaizing is just that idea that you take someone who is not Jewish and Correct. try to make them conform to 
Jewish Jews. law, and that's so one you of the, Judaize them. That's one of the neat things about unique things about reading the Acts thirteen, Acts fourteen, this first missionary journey. There were Jewish populations in these different cities of Galatians. There were synagogues there, mm-hmm. but what we read is that by and large, while some Jews adopted uh, the gospel and Christianity, it was largely Gentiles in those communities, and so these churches were predominantly Gentile in makeup, with some Jews. Okay, so most of these. Most of these Christians here are Gentiles that have come out of the Gentile paganism and idolatry. That's right. And they accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ, but now some Judaizing teachers have come behind and changing, distorting the gospel. And Paul is saying, no, it is still this one same gospel. And you can sort of see how it happens. I mean, Paul is a, a rabbi. He's teaching and arguing from the scriptures, Jewish scriptures about who Messiah is and his function. Uh, Of course, he has the revelation, the gospel of Jesus Christ that he is bringing to them and preaching to them. But uh, for these Gentiles new to Christianity, it would seem the Jews know a little bit more the backstory of this Messiah and and perhaps would be apt to uh, fall for distorting teachings coming from Jewish voices. As this letter begins, it seems to me that what Paul does as he's driving home this idea that there's one rescuing gospel absolutely is he reminds them of the one gospel he taught when he was there in acts 13 you see those echoes in galatians you remember you knew i told you yeah right and so we go to acts 13 where we see it being told yeah so how about this what i i'd like to ask you to read some passages in acts yeah and then i want to share with you some passages here in galatians that shows it's the one rescuing gospel. All right. So read Acts 13, 23. Acts 13, 23, Paul preaching at Antioch, Pisidia. From this man's seed, according to the promise, God raised up Israel as Savior, Jesus. So we have in chapter 1 and verse 4 of Galatians, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age. So in Acts 13, it's Savior. Savior, deliverer. Here, it's deliverer. Yeah. How about you read verse 29 there? In Acts 13 and verse number 29. Now, when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. So we've got him dying on a tree mm-hmm. here in Galatians 1.4. Notice he gave himself for our sins to deliver us. He gave himself. That's a sacrifice. Back up in verse 1, who raised him from the dead, he did die. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get out of chapter 1 for just a second, but in chapter 3 of Galatians in verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a Tree. Tree. So we see the exact same message of how he died. Yeah. What about, go back up to verse 28. All right. Acts 13, verse 28. And though they found no cause for death in him, of course, that's Jesus, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. So in Acts 13, 28, he's executed, Galatians 1, but for no sins of his own. Not for sins of his own. And that, that's the point there. They mm-hmm. couldn't find any reason to kill him for his mm-hmm. own sins. Verse 4 of Galatians 1, who gave himself for our sins. Yeah. All right, look in chapter 13, verse 38. Verse 38, the scripture says in that place, Therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. In Galatians 1, 4 again, who gave himself for 
our sins. Forgiveness is not mentioned particularly in this verse, but that's the implication here. So it's the same gospel. He died for the forgiveness of our sins. Back up to verse Verse uh, 27. 27 of Acts 13. Mm -hmm. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. So it's a fulfillment of scripture. God foreordained and promised Galatians 1.4, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. So mm-hmm. this is this was a promised and foreordained plan. Read um, verse 30 and verse 33. All right. When we go to verse 30, the scripture says, But God raised him from the dead. Then in verse 33, God has fulfilled this for us, their children, and that he has raised up Jesus. As it is also written in the second Psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Galatians 1.1, Paul an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. This gospel message of death, burial, resurrection. Read verse 39 there in Acts 13. Acts 13, verse 39. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So you can't be justified by the law of Moses, mm-hmm. but if you believe in Jesus, you can be justified. Now, I'm stepping out of chapter 1 for just a second in Galatians, but Galatians 2.15, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet we know a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Again, so yeah, verse 43. Not justified by the law of Moses. Yeah, last one, verse 43. I know we're All pushing right. time here. 13.43 says, now when the congregation had broken up Many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Persuaded them to do what? Continue in the grace of God. So this whole thing comes down to, I am persuading you to continue Mm -hmm. in the grace of God. We've walked through all these things that show this. It's the same gospel message that he preached in chapter 13 and 14 of Acts while he was in Galatia, that he's writing here in the letter to the Galatians. And we get to verse 6 of Galatians 1. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. He had ended his time there saying, continue in this grace. Mm -hmm. And now he's writing this letter saying, I can't believe you're not continuing in the grace. That's right. The whole point is there is one rescuing gospel. I preached it to you when I was there, Mm -hmm. Acts 13, 14, and I'm going to preach it to you now, and I'm going to keep giving you this one gospel. And that, I think, is what we're going to be talking about for the next six weeks. Absolutely. So excited. And glad that you join us today. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for this opportunity to be on Text Talk, to shift and look at a new book, the book of Galatians. Father, help us to learn and understand there is one rescuing gospel. We want it. We want only it. We want that without any corruption, adultery, adaptation of any way, your pure gospel, because it saves. Help us, Father, to know it, to love it, to learn it, to live it, to teach it to others for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.